right, welcome back in to College Sports Today, episode number 24. We got another interview here this week on the show. We had Damian Medwinter from the LR Men's Basketball Team on a couple of weeks ago, had a good conversation with him. But now it's time to bring in Anthony Brown, part of the Bear Sports Network here at LR, played football here, ran track. We're going to talk about a lot of different things that uh, AB is involved with. But first and foremost, thank you, Anthony, for joining us. Good. I'm, I'm glad to see you. We've been on the mic a few times out there with uh, Bear Sports Network, and I'm glad to be able to join you in this. Absolutely, for sure. And the way I start most of my interviews and the way I'm going to open it here as well is I uh, want to ask you to uh, give a little bit of background to our listeners on kind of how you got started playing sports and involved in athletics and also uh, finding that passion for broadcasting is um, you're trying to go down that career path as well. Um, talk a little bit about just sports in general and um, kind of how you got introduced to it. So, I mean, sports for me, it's it's the way of life. The first picture I got when I was born, the very first baby picture I got, I'm wrapped in a Missouri Tigers blanket because I was born in Columbia, Missouri. Um, I loved everything Mizzou. I love everything Mizzou. And I will love everything that's Missouri in general. Um, lived in St. Louis for 12 years, so I love baseball. And I played football, baseball, basketball, I mean, as long as I can remember. And when I got into middle school, I got introduced to track. And sports was just kind of my way of life. It was a way for me to express myself and just something for me to have fun. It was what I did. It was, um, and for a long part of my life, it was who I am. Um, so I, it was real quick for me to get introduced to sports and then broadcasting. You you watch the sports, you listen to it, and you remember all the moments because of what the broadcasters say. Then you go to ESPN and you watch Sports Center and you look at how they tell the stories. And I just always thought that was really cool. Um, when I was like eight years old, I wanted to be an astronaut. And by the time I was 10, I realized I was already taller than most astronauts, and that wouldn't be a career I would probably live in. So uh, you find something else in broadcasting, coaching, playing sports. That's always kind of been what I wanted to do. Absolutely. And what would you say growing up was your favorite sport, one that you kind of connected with the most? Obviously, we're going to talk more in a minute about what you've done here at LR, also at Fort Valley State as well with football and track. But uh, what would you say is kind of your favorite sport, the one you connected with the most growing up? Basketball. Basketball was the, was was my passion. It was my passion sport. It was the one where I felt the most free to express myself in the middle of a game. Um, it's the one that's probably brought me the most tears. I, it's brought me the most highs and probably the most lows. Um, basketball probably was my favorite sport. And then, of course, football and baseball and all the others. Then it gets real close because I even love sports that I didn't play. I love hockey. I love soccer. I just never played them. So, um, but basketball probably is the clear favorite. And how far did you go with basketball um, in comparison to the other sports? So I, I played on the AAU circuit and um, with the Jacksonville Nets and Florida, not big name team, this and that. We weren't EYBL or part of the Adidas um, uprising or any of that stuff, but um, we played on a bunch of those teams. And then I played four years of varsity basketball at Mandarin High School. Um, I thought I was going to go play basketball, but Coming out of high school, I had a bunch of JUCO offers, and I didn't really want to go to junior college, so I just took football instead. And talk about your experiences a little bit with football in comparison uh, to basketball and kind of how it led you here um, to LR and eventually uh, playing at FBSU as well. So it's just um, football was a different story. It's a completely different game of basketball, and it was played a completely different way. Uh, but it really built the staple for who I am, energetic, aggressive, physical, um, I was a defensive player for 90% of my life, 
And I played, I started out, I played a little O-line when I was young. And when I got into middle school, my freshman year of high school, I was a quarterback. I played a little, <clears throat> excuse me, played a little receiver. Mm-hmm. And, um, but quickly I moved over to safety and that's what got me here. Um, that's what took me to Fort Valley. And it was, it was different. It, all the sports, they played a different role in just kind of developing the type of personality I had. And I think that's what I enjoyed so much about it. I was able to really be a different type of animal out on the football field. And then also, too, it helped that everybody in my family loved football. My dad, he played college football at Lincoln University. Um, it was it was an easy sport for everybody to buy. And what other schools were uh, contacting you coming out outside of Lenore Ryan? As far as, like, your recruitment goes, that's always uh, something fascinating that I look at with prospects, you know, how many schools are on them. Uh, how many schools outside of LR um, were recruiting you and kind of what came down to uh, picking LR over uh, any other suitors? So it's really crazy because out of high school, I think because I did so much basketball, I was extremely under-recruited in both. Um, I mean, extremely. My recruiting almost got heavier for football after I signed to LR. Like, I had signed on February 3rd. I think it's the day for signing day or whatever. And, like, February 5th, I go out to the mall, and I meet a coach from Washington State University who is interested in it. You're a couple of days too late, buddy. Um, and it was kind of funny because that's kind of the story of my football career. I was so under-recruited. Like, I got more looks and more people contact me. I had, like, 10 schools contact me after when I left, before I picked Fort Valley. Compared to coming out of high school, I had like three schools. Uh, Edward Waters College, they were the first school to give me an offer. North Greenville, LR, and then Northwest Missouri State was interested for a little bit. I had went on visits to Elon, and I, I thought Elon was going to be the place. Lehigh, they wanted me. and But all those really kind of disappeared quickly, and it really just came down to LR and North Greenville. And um, LR had a little more to offer for me personally, so I decided to pick that. And talk about the time that you did play football here and kind of what that was like for you and then eventually kind of uh, going into track. What was that experience like, just kind of jumping from high school football, going to college football and kind of the the changes in the game and just kind of the big difference between them? I always knew it was a business and you told about it and you prepare for it, whatever. Then you have to live it. And for me, I was ready for it my freshman year. it, and it also hurt me in some areas. My freshman fall, my grades were not what my standard is. And that's because I put so much work and effort into making sure that I was meeting whatever the coaches wanted me to do. So I I wouldn't redshirt so I could play and I could have fun. And my parents, they traveled up to every game. That's a seven and a half hour drive with my, both of my parents, my uh, two younger siblings. That, that's I wanted to make sure that when they came, they got what they what they drove up there for. And um, I put a lot of effort into it, and I loved every second of it. I loved the teammates. You can't take that stuff back. A bunch of them, even the ones that I don't talk to anymore, I still follow what they do. And if I see them, we just so happen to be in the same city, we still we still kick it up. Or if we get on Twitter and they say something funny, I'll, I'll mention them because the memories we have are not going to be taken back. And that's really what LR first exposed me to. And then the coaches, they showed me the business side of it. They showed me the fun, and they showed me the bad. And that's part of the reason what led me to track but um, I wouldn't trade any of it, and I respect everything that happened, and I'm grateful for everything that happened the way it happened, too. And obviously a lot with student-athletes, we talk about the balance between academics and athletics, and you kind of 
touched on that just a second ago, but um, what would you say to the listeners out there, um, just as far as like trying to find a good balance as a student athlete, you know, between work and what you're doing out there on the field? Because I know it definitely is a challenge for sure. So the the best way I could put it too, and the biggest part, the part that hit me the hardest too, was um, the mental health. And we're learning more about that as a society. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of things going on in my family that I was carrying the weight for that were kind of hurting me that I didn't realize. Um, and it affected me. And really what happens is I would say to an athlete, you have to understand and be able to compartmentalize um, black from white and sense of athletics and academics. Mm-hmm. For me, it all got really gray. And when it gets gray, that's when it gets hard. It's hard to see what what's more important, this and that, or just make a smart decision in a short-term notice. Um, or it could just be as simple as, I made good grades on my test, I just didn't show up to enough classes. Making sure that I go to bed at a good time and, and stuff like that. Um, getting a schedule helps us and that, but you have to be open. Open to your professors, open to your coaches, open with yourself and and have a true understanding of it's hard to do it by yourself, and nobody does it alone. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to get help from somebody, and they want to help you, even if you think they don't like you or they're mean or this and that or not a good professor or not a good coach. It's on everybody to make sure it keeps going. So be open about it and do your best to keep them separate so that way you can understand. I have a paper due tonight. I got practice. I got weightlifting in the morning. I got to get both done. No, there's no ifs, ands, wars, or buts about it. I got to get both done. And if I need to let my teacher know, hey, I stayed up late last night until, you know, three o'clock in the morning. I just couldn't get a good, you know, this is all I have. They might be reasonable with you and give you an extra day. But you have to be open with it and understand that you're not going to have to do it all by yourself. Absolutely. And you hit on so many great points there um, that can go way beyond um, just the sphere of, college athletics or Lenore Ryan or whatever it might be, just finding a work-life balance in general is something that um, I have struggled with. It's something that I'm starting to find and get a better sense of. And when you jump into college, um, that really that really hits home for you, for sure. And after football, for you, you mentioned that you run some track here at LR. Talk about the track experience because we're going to talk more about that with uh, you're doing some coaching at Hickory Christian Academy, but talk about um, your athletic experiences through track and kind of finding a love for it. Track, um, track was the sport uh, to say that I never wanted to do. I guess I I love sports and I never was against doing track, mm-hmm. but I was a baseball player. Mm-hmm. And um, the only reason I ever did track was because in seventh grade I didn't make my middle school baseball team, and I needed something to do. I didn't want to go home, so you go and you do track. Next thing you know, you end up being pretty good at it. Eighth grade, I do baseball and track, and then I get to high school. Freshman year, I didn't do track. I did baseball. Sophomore, junior, senior, I do track. Freshman year in college, I don't do track. And then every other year after that, I do track. And it's one of those things. It was so different. It was such a breath of fresh air. It's, um, I mean, I, I did team sports my whole life. It's individual sport. That in America, we make a team sport because we have team standings and stuff. But it's an individual sport. Nobody else impacted what I did. And that was kind of a breath of fresh air. The teammates were different. It was just a completely different vibe. And then to be able to do it in the spring. When it's hotter and it's and it's you know fun, people want to be outside in the spring after long winters. It, I 
I I loved every second I had with track, and I I'm so thankful, and that's part of the reason why I have the opportunity I have now to coach the kids at Hickory Christian Academy. And, um, they they are they are another chapter in my life that I can't I I can't wait to keep expanding because it's been so much fun. But that's really what track's been for me. It's just been a whole different chapter. You have just a a book of your life is a book, and each one each day each year is a chapter, and each segment. It's something different in track. It's just, it, it gets a different energy out of me. It was so much fun even to have the success I did. And when I had the failures I did, you just learned so many different life lessons. Um, I loved every second of it. I'm so, so, so grateful for the coaches that helped me get there. And um, I just want to share it with people. And you touched on, and we've talked about throughout this interview, that you are coaching track at Hickory Christian Academy. Uh, what's it like now to kind of be on the other side of that, you know, going from, being the student athlete running track and talking to your coaches, et cetera, what's it like now being in that role of coaching some of these young athletes? So I, I, I love it. And I always knew I wanted to coach. Um, I, I dabbled a little bit in the broadcasting. Of course, I played because you want to play as long as you can. But everybody knows eventually the playing career ends, whether you make it to the pros or not. And I knew whenever I was done playing, I was going to give coaching a try. Whether I did broadcasting first and then coached or coached and broadcast, I knew I was going to give it a try because I always wanted to be a an educator in terms of sports. Um, mm-hmm. And to be able to help kids realize they can be great or be something special um, is stuff that I always remember for me. I, I will never forget my coaches back in St. Louis that really empowered me to be great or kind of change my direction of my athletic career. And then they, every person, athletes, they're, 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 each one's a different person. They're a different story. They bring so much to it and they, they teach me so much. I tell the kids every day when I work with them, I'm a child too. I'm still a kid. My parents want to come up and watch me coach just as much as their parents want to come watch them compete. And it's, it's every day is a new learning experience. I, I'm, I'm human with them. And it's just so much fun to be able to work with people that look at everything you say and rely on what you say to get them better. And then when you have success, to be able to share that moment. Um, the, the kids, they've brought me so much, so much joy over the last four or five months um, just in the thought of the opportunity to do this and to be able to now to cash it in. Um, and who knows where it'll take me. I, I, I'm. I, I want to get into coaching basketball. And, um, I've had so much fun with track. I'm. I've, I would take that opportunity too, and I don't know where it'll take me. I don't know if I'll stay there, or go somewhere else. But um, it's been a lot of fun, and I. We we are, getting ever so closer to the season being over, and now I'm learning and seeing what my coaches saw, seeing what they saw on me, and some of the, the moments and some of the stories that you tell. And then being able to just share the information or see how kids grow over the course of a year, it's it's amazing. And um, it's really self-fulfilling when you can watch a kid that wasn't able to do simple things be able to do advanced stuff and be so proud of themselves. Um, it, it's just it's great. Definitely. And that's just one of the huge things about coaching. And one of the great rewards of it is just, you know, taking someone and helping them become better and get to a higher level. And I know that's got to be quite the opportunity right now uh, for you to do that at Hickory Christian Academy. 
and all that you've done in athletics. It spans so many years, so much experience through, like we mentioned, football, track, basketball, etc. Um, but I also want to touch on some things that you've done in the broadcast sphere here at LR as part of the Bear Sports Network and what we're doing with streaming and everything. Uh, talk about kind of how you got involved with that and uh, kind of how that's led you to where you are now as well. So it's been, a, it's been a long journey to get on a mic. I mean, my freshman year when I got here, I didn't know anything. You can kind of test it. When you get on a college campus, it's, it's a different world compared yeah. to high school. It's, it's open. And mm-hmm. especially here at LR, that's part of the reason why I loved it so much. Um, it's really asking you can do whatever. Mm-hmm. And my freshman year, I was setting up conferences and events, and I was working just setting up any event that happened on campus. I wasn't doing anything with sports. And then after my freshman year, Stayed over the summer. I got in touch with the sports media um, director at the time, Will Tyner. Shout out to my guy, and um, he. I talked to him like, "Hey, can I work some work on the camera and stuff, and you know, possibly get on a mic?" And next thing you know, I'm working the camera at soccer games, and then all of a sudden, the big break. Because I told him he knew I wanted to be on mic, and they just you have to work up the ranks. You have to prove that you can talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so you talk with them all the time. You have to prove that you'll show up to work. Um, and keep working up the ranks, and in um, I think it was 2018, which was like forever. Uh huh. Um, might have been 2017, but it was right early in that change. LR hosted the Citadel, a huge game. We were hosting a D1 school, everything, and it was on my birthday. And I got, I got the notice the day before that I was going to be the color commentator, and that was my first time ever being on the mic. And um, since then. I was I had a good showing there, um, and I was able to just to keep doing basketball games. Eventually, expanded out to softball, and um, and I did the softball when we hosted the NCAA regionals later that spring in 2018. I was able to do um, be on the head play-by-play guy on the mic that time, and that's my first time ever being play-by-play for anything, let alone softball. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kept going because when you when you do it, you start to have fun, and then they start to realize you're good and then people start to enjoy it. And next thing you know, more opportunities just keep coming and coming. And, um, that's kind of where I am now. I do lacrosse, soccer, basketball, baseball, softball, anything. Basically, I, if they got an event going, I'm willing to get on the mic for it. I've even done a couple swim meets, track meets, um, sports I've never played and I'll go learn about it. Now when I watch games, especially if I go watch women's lacrosse, I can pick up on the language that I don't know on all the time and then be able to share it. And um, it, it's just one of those things you just kind of find your way into. <laughs> For sure. And I can attest to that, too, because I've had a very similar experience mm-hmm. getting into the situation um, that I'm in right now, um, just trying to contact people because all they can say is no. You know, if you exactly. ask someone, all they can say is, well, you know, thanks, but no thanks kind of thing. And but. Every experience here so far, just in my first year, my first, you know, whatever, five, six months it's been now, it's been way, way beyond what I thought it would be. Um, from the radio station we have here to working with you, uh, the Bear Sports Network, doing PA and play-by-play and color and all these things, um, like you hit on, it's just there's so many opportunities that are available. You just have to try to, to go get them. And, and The funniest thing is in a couple of years, when you look back at some of the stuff you did, like when you go – and you look back at that first game you did with me, and you're going to watch that first four-minute segment where you just weren't talking, and you're going to laugh so much because you're going to remember every single thing that was going through your head, mm-hmm. and you're going to remember how you just didn't have any words to say. And now, 
it's it's just comes so natural. <laughs> right. Yes. It's just so much different and it's um and it's just funny. Like I, I went to look back at the stuff I did and I'm like, wow, I, I'm completely different now. I'm so much more open to it and more of a person I want to be on the mic. Yeah, definitely. And you just have to get those reps. You just have to get that experience yes. to make it happen. And that's something that I really wanted to do because, you know, you can't simulate calling a game. You know, you can't simulate some of these situations. So you really got to get out there and do it. And that's kind of what I made a point to do and was really fortunate to work with you for those first basketball games because, like you said, you know what it's what it's like. You've been there and you've, you've been in that situation as well. So uh, that has really been a blast so far. And you've done so much here at LR, just not only with the athletics, but also in the media. And that leads into my final question here. And what's that kind of like pie in the sky thing for you? Where do you see yourself? I know you're diverse in so many things. You do a lot of different things with athletics and media. Uh, but what is the thing that you really want to do most in your future that you can kind of see yourself doing? So I think it's pretty clear for me that the goals that I have, like my ultimate goals, I my dream for the longest has been to be the head basketball coach at the University of Missouri. I, I, that's something I, I strive for. We just hired Dennis Gates, and unless he has a 40-year run like Coach K did, um, which I would love to see as a fan, mm-hmm. but um, unless he has a 40-year run, that means eventually somewhere important in my life, I'll have that opportunity, and I want to be able to put myself in a position wherever I get a chance to try to take it. And then the next side of that is I love Sports Center, and I'm a big Scott Van Pelt fan. I love the fact that he has his own Sports Center show. I'm a night owl. I stay up every night and watch him. Mm-hmm. I want my own show on ESPN. I wanted something like a Scott Van Pelt show, uh, Jim Rome when he had his show right. on ESPN and stuff. I, I love that stuff, and I, I've always wanted that from like a broadcast standpoint. So I guess those are my two goals from an athletic side. I want to be a head college basketball coach, mm-hmm. win a national title, preferably at the University of Missouri, but anywhere to start, and we'll go from there. Because you never know. You go somewhere else and fall in love with it and never want to leave. Right. And then from a broadcast side, I want my own show on ESPN, on Fox or whatever. I want my own sports-related show and be able to just be myself and kind of share who I am with the world. Absolutely. And that's something that I talked about with Damian Medwinter from the basketball team a couple of weeks ago is you don't know where situations are going to come from, opportunities. It's just one of those things. You you can't predict it. We can't look into the future and see where things are going to come from, but you just never know. And it's just incredible to see, especially when you look back in hindsight, how things happen and uh, how doors open that you didn't think would open. And like I said, I've said this to a lot of people, and this is something that we talked about with Damien as well. No dream is too big to dream. Nothing is too big. And that's what, that's what, um, that's why I appreciated working with you. And I knew shortly after a short period of time, I knew you had something special about you because you, you understood that aspect. And when I talk with my kids, when I coach, I tell them the same thing. Like, you're never going to do anything if you don't honestly believe you can do it. Now, just because you honestly believe you can do it, it still may not happen. But if you don't honestly believe you can do it, you're not giving yourself a fair chance. Absolutely. It's just about believing in yourself, like you said, and giving yourself that opportunity, putting yourself out there. And that's such an important thing for everybody out there, no matter what they want to do, no matter what profession it is, whatever college you want to go to, whatever you want to major in, 
Um, it can happen. And just from my experience firsthand, I've seen that it's possible. And from hearing your experiences and seeing just from how you rose up in the athletics and in the media that anything is possible. So we have definitely been excited to bring you here on the show, and it's been a pleasure to have you. And uh, hopefully you can come back again soon. It's been fun. Thanks. Absolutely. Anthony Brown joining us here on College Sports Today. We're going to wrap up the show after this. You're listening to College Sports Today on WLRZ 99.3 FM.